welcome to Sunny in Seattle with your host, Sunny Joy. And coming up on today's show, Sunny will be chatting with Los Angeles breathwork practitioner Nathaniel V. Dust. The two of them will be discussing how using breathwork to address everything from anxiety to severe emotional and physical trauma, even PTSD and addiction. So you'll want to stay tuned for this very important show about breathwork. And now I welcome your host for the day, Sunny Joy. And good morning. Welcome to Sunny in Seattle. I'm your host, attorney turned life coach, Sunny Joy McMillan. We are here every Friday from 9 to 10 a.m. on Alternative Talk, 1150 a.m. KKNW, bringing you amazing coaches, teachers, authors, and healers who are on a mission to encourage you, inspire you, and give you tools to live a life filled with peace, joy, freedom, and purpose. It is radio that positively shines. And if you can't catch us live, you can always access the show archives. Those are found at 1150kknw.com. Um, you can connect with me via Facebook, and I'm there, of course, by my name, Sunny Joy McMillan. But you can also find a page uh, for the show, which is Sunny in Seattle Radio on Facebook. And if you follow that page, you will get uh, links to our upcoming guests and find out who's going to be on the show on any given week. Um, you can also find out more about me and connect with me for coaching through my website, and that is goldenoversoul.com, goldenoversoul.com. And also, I've been plugging this for a little while now, but I'm very excited that um, the landing page for my book is finally up and running, um, and you can get a free copy of my book. Um, print copies won't be available for a little while longer, but this is a great electronic copy of the book, and it's free. And you can get it by going to unhitchedbook.com. Of course, the title of the book is Unhitched, Unlock Your Courage and Clarity and Unstick Your Bad Marriage. And it's really for anyone um, who is in the should I stay or should I go zone all the way through, even if you are post-divorce. Um, a lot of the tools and processes I use in the book um, can be good for healing and for hope at any stage in the process. Um, so that landing page again is unhitchedbook.com. Um, so I'm just going to dive right in to our fabulous um, guest interview today. So um, just to give you guys a little bit of background, you may remember um, my interview with author Amy Dresner. Um, she wrote this amazing memoir um, called My Fair Junkie, a memoir of getting dirty and staying clean. Um, and that aired on March 9th, 2018, if you want to check that out in the archives. And she wasn't a typical guest for the show. Um, and I um, interviewed her because I've been a little bit obsessed with addiction memoirs as of late. And her book really stood out to me, and I related to a lot of her story. Um, of course, her um, drug use hit some bottoms that I didn't get to, um, but um, we do share a lot of similarities, and I had to talk to her because <laughs> I wanted to hear more about her story. But one of the only reasons I actually ended up reaching out to her um, was because toward the tail end of that memoir, um, her life took a little bit of a spiritual turn as she entered recovery, and part of well, I wouldn't say part of that. My my memory of the book is that the gateway for her was uh, an individual named Nathaniel Dust. He is my guest today. Um, and he is a breathwork facilitator, transformational breathwork facilitator. Um, he also is the president and founder of Breathwork for Recovery in Los Angeles. And uh, so when I read that portion of the book, and she talked about how absolutely transformative her work with Nathaniel was, I thought, okay, now I can reach out to Amy because, you know, KKNW, we're a spiritual crew. Um, and, uh, and I had such a joy talking to her about that. And she, after the interview, introduced me to Nathaniel. And of course, as is the case with so many of my guests who are introduced to me um, as potential guests, it turns out they're supposed to be in my life for a reason. And I um, am supposed to work with them. And that was exactly what happened with Nathaniel. I was doing, quote, research for the show so I could find out more about transforma transformational breathwork um, so that I could speak about it um, on the show with some experience and get a real taste of it so I can either recommend it to you, to you guys or let you know what I think of it. And um, I had one session with Nathaniel uh, and knew immediately <laughs> that I wanted to continue my work with him. So I'll give you a little background on him, and then I'll tell you a little bit about why breathwork has become um, an important part of my life. Um, 
So, and I and I do want to, I'm going through my notes here, and I do have to apologize. I just want to correct. This isn't transformational breathwork, and I'm going to have Nathaniel speak to this so that I get my terminology correct as I'm going through my notes here. But we're just going to call it breathwork until I bring him on, and he can give us a little bit of background on exactly what he does. Um, so his name is Nathaniel Hodder Ship, but he also, he goes by Nathaniel V. Dust. Um, he has worked as a professional healer for almost a decade using the power contained within a person as a catalyst uh, for positive changes in clients' lives. Equipped with an arsenal of techniques with special focus on breathwork, dreamwork, and tarot, Nathaniel has helped thousands of people process trauma, disarm negative thought patterns, develop and maintain healthy and happy relationships with themselves and with loved ones. Nathaniel's client base ranges from those seeking relief from everyday anxiety to people suffering from severe emotional and physical trauma and desperate for help. His specialty includes working in addiction treatment facilities to help accelerate clients' journeys to recovery, as well as addressing the underlying trauma, which often keeps people stuck in self-destructive patterns. Um, The website to go to to find out more about him is breathworkforrecovery.com. That's breathworkforrecovery.com. Nathaniel, welcome to the show. Hi, Sunny. Thank you so much for having me on this morning. Absolutely. It is my pleasure. And as I mentioned before I read your intro, you know, this work has become very important to me. Um, and as of the time of this this episode, um, I've had several sessions or a couple sessions, and I um, <laughs> have been begging you to schedule another one um, because the work has just been um, it's a modality that um, I cannot recommend highly enough now. Um, but I want to kind of start from the beginning um, and and your story. So can you walk us through, you know, your journey of addiction all the way through where we sit here today with you as um, a breathwork for recovery practitioner? Yeah, absolutely. I would be happy to speak to that. Uh, I'll give you the clip notes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I found breathwork uh, at the tail end of 2009. I had just checked myself into an inpatient uh, treatment facility called Cold Creek Wellness. I think they're just going by Cold Creek uh, right now. It's a place in Utah. And I had just come back from a few attempts at suicide and had been drinking until I passed out and then waking up and then drinking until I passed out and then waking up and then drinking until I passed out for I mean every day Mm -hmm. that was the cycle that I was caught in and I had been destroying my life for quite a little while and uh, so I had a work appointed therapist and this therapist instructed me uh, that I needed to go to treatment and I kind of scoffed at the idea and she's like Nathaniel you don't get it in the 25 years that I've been doing this work you are the worst alcoholic I've come across. And I was like flabbergasted that she could say that because I was quite young at that time. So it was stuck with me and I checked myself into treatment and I didn't know what I was really signing up for. I just know that I needed to uh, get some help. And for me, it was kind of the life or death. Like, okay, I'm going to do it. I'm going to try and get sober this time. I'm going to do it this time or I'm just going to kill myself. That was the ultimatum I had given myself uh, before checking in. And so I checked in and found this work, a woman named Corey Boris. Uh, She came and led this breathwork group and I was uh, pretty skeptical of the idea that we were going to do some weird hippie breathing. She was burning sage and talking about self-love and all I could do was just roll my eyes about that nonsense. So (laughs) she gave us this technique and I did the breathwork group with her and I was so blown away by the power of this work that after group I approached her and said, look, I would really like to get involved with this work. Perhaps down the line I can I can learn more about it. And she got me connected with my mentor who I've been working with the last eight and a half years. His name's David Elliott. I've been working very closely with him. I do a lot of training for him. I train practitioners to teach uh, the first level of his healer training series. And I work very closely in that community. Um, But my primary focus is working in recovery because I was so impacted by this work and have been able to stay sober the last eight and a half years, primarily due to breath work. Uh, I really like to give back to people struggling with addiction and alcoholism. So, uh, yeah, I mean, that's kind of the clip notes. 
Yeah. yeah. Specific questions, I'd be happy to answer. Oh, yeah, of course. I do. I have many questions. Um, <laughs> yeah. So for you, I, I will walk you, the listeners through kind of my first experience with it and why it was so powerful for me. But I'm curious where you were. Number one, were you spiritual before you landed at this facility? And, start, you know, was breathwork your first entree into something of a more spiritual nature? No, not so much. Uh, I've been heavily involved in uh, spiritual communities of various nature um, since I was around 15. Mm. And so I considered myself very spiritual, mm -hmm. so spiritual. <laughs> uh, when I met Corey, I was like, oh, okay, the, she's going to teach me about spirituality. Okay, great. <laughs> and of course she did. <laughs> Um, so I, I consider myself um, pretty spiritual. Obviously, at the point when you're in, in the darkness, like I was struggling with um, suicide attempts and drinking the way that I was, uh, you can, you know, spirituality is kind of like, <laughs> I have to laugh at, at that, at the thought processes that I had back then. Yeah, well, yeah. And I just I also have to interject here. It's really interesting because, um, you know, being here in Seattle, we have a very large spiritual community. And, um, mm -hmm. you know, we, people that are wearing all the, you know, long flowy clothes and their crystals and things like that, which I love. I have that in my own closet. But what's so funny about Nathaniel to me is that um, I, I read an article about him before I ever met him. And he, he wears suits. Um, and he's got a mohawk. And so he's a very unique healer, uh, at least in my experience with the folks in this community, um, which just add, to me adds a layer of, um, oh, I don't know, depth and fun to the work that you do. Um, yeah. And so so I want to ask also about that, that very first experience that you had. I know that it was transformative for me and I wanted more. What was so powerful about it for you where you were at that point in your life with your you know addiction and suicide? Mm -hmm. Yeah, the work, um, it really allowed me to feel okay in my body for the first time. And I think that many people who struggle with addiction and alcoholism can relate to this. Like, we don't generally like being in our bodies very much. It's very uncomfortable. That's where all, all our pain is, is in our bodies. So we try and avoid being connected to our bodies as much as possible. And so when I did the breath work, I... I felt okay in my body for the first time ever. And my body was vibrating and pulsing. There was a lot of energy moving through it, through my nervous system. And I just felt alive. And um, it almost felt like my spirit had snapped back into my body and that I was actually present in my body for the first time since uh, I don't know when. So that kind of, um, that experience allowed me to just feel okay and, and to feel that knowingness inside myself that everything was going to be okay. And I hadn't experienced that um, since, I, I mean, I can't remember the time, the last time I thought that. Yeah. And I, I will just also interject here. One of the reasons I was curious about breathwork in the first place, and I think also why it stood out in Amy Dresner's book um, in reading it, was that so when I left my old life behind, and listeners know, you know, I was married, I was living in Texas, I was an attorney, I was married to an attorney, um, you know, we had the perfect looking life on the outside, all that kind of stuff. Um, so I was obviously carrying a lot of pain because I was really numbing out with drugs, with alcohol, with all kinds of, um, you know, just shopping, any, anything that could distract me from this life that was not my right life, but I was too scared to leave. So fast forward after I've left all that and I'm in life coach training um, with Martha Beck, who I just adore. She is the number one teacher of my heart in this lifetime, at least so far. You know, who's to say what will happen in the future? Because I know I will come across many, many neat people. But she has been the one that's been the most transformative for me so far. So in any event, going through life coach training, one of the very first things that we started doing was getting connected with mind and body. And that was not something I had any experience with. Of course, my legal training did not <laughs> even go near anywhere, um, that kind of stuff. So um, she had us do these simple exercises um, because she always teaches us to live it, to give it. So we had to practice what we were going to be doing with our clients. And she would have us set a timer and um, she would have us breathe restfully and deeply like that's it. And I learned from Martha that 
most humans suppress emotions through muscular contraction and shallow breathing. And it makes sense because when we're shallow breathing, we're hitting those sensors that are high up in the lungs that often trigger, you know, the more fight or flight or stress response. And then we've got those awesome sensors down in the lower lungs that when we breathe trigger the parasympathetic nervous system or that rest and digest. So the minute that I started breathing restfully and deeply for the first time in my life, I would go on these crying jags for like 15 minutes. And I thought, what the heck is happening? All I'm doing is freaking breathing. And where is all this emotion coming from? So I knew there was something to it. You know, there's science behind it, but I just, from my own personal tangible experience, I knew that breath work was important. So I interject that here just so that, you know, listeners know that when you start doing breath work, it's not just, you're not just sitting in a chair breathing. There is some really intense stuff going on. Um, But yeah, Nathan, I don't know if you want to add anything there before, because I'm going to launch into some more questions, but (laughs) anything on that after my tirade? Oh, that was perfect. Yeah, you're probably gonna cry. I usually tell clients, "Hey, you're gonna you're gonna probably cry in here with me. It may not be today, but you're probably gonna cry." Oh, I cried the first day. <laughs> so, yeah, and then mind you, you know, I've been on my journey of healing and and spiritual awakening. You know, only. I mean, our lifetime is that, but I've been focused on it for what, like five or six years now, which is really is nothing in the grand scheme of things. But I will just say I've tried a lot of modalities and discovering breath work with Nathaniel has been another layer peeling back the onion um, for, oh, just another, another whole batch of things that I want to be able to work on. But just before we go any further, Nathaniel, because I started, as I mentioned in the intro, I mucked it up a little bit because I was going through my notes too fast. Um, But can you define breath work? What is breath work? And how is it the breath work that you do different from, say, holotropic breath work or transformational breath work? Like, what are we looking at here? So this breathwork technique is a two-stage pranayama yoga technique, and generally any sort of breathwork is going to come from the traditions uh, dating back to India, pranayama. So this technique is done, you know, I'm not sure because I don't work with these other techniques, so I'm not an expert on them, and I wouldn't, you know, it wouldn't be right of me to speak to them too much, but I will just speak to the one that I work with, and Mm -hmm. this one's done lying down with your eyes closed um, and I believe holotropics done standing up so there's the difference there and the intention is really to get a person in their body and to get them connected to their body so there's also a lot of great research coming out about breath work and, and why it's so powerful and used for people struggling with anxiety depression PTSD trauma all those sorts of issues that most of us carry around with us all the time. So this breathwork technique um, has been created in the way that it is right now through a gentleman named David Elliott. I mentioned him earlier. Um, He's my mentor. I worked with him for a number of years, and he's been doing this work for 30 years. And obviously this stuff dates way back, way back. Um, And I'm not sure the exact... uh, lineage of this work through much except that it comes through David Elliott and so this work for me the way that I would explain it to somebody is hey you we're gonna get you in your body we're gonna get you feeling safe and we're gonna connect you to your emotions we're gonna allow you to quiet your mind and just be and sit and that being said it's gonna as you uh, so poignantly pointed out it's going to be an intense journey there because most of us have suppressed all of those emotions. So we're getting them out, getting connected to them. Uh, a lot of people would say clearing them out. I don't necessarily agree with that terminology so much as getting a person connected to their body and being there as well as, well, I mean, the, the spirit. There's a, gr- a lot of great science about this work. And the more research I read, the more experiences I watch occur in a session, and the more work I do myself, there's something that um, all the research and all the science that is that I found doesn't quite add up. And to me, I could only call that spirit. Ah, yeah. And that's where, you know, with our audience here at KKNW, we can definitely go into that, which I, that's been one of the parts that's been the most fun for me. Um, so when... When you're doing breath work, how you mentioned that we often suppress emotions and things. And so in your experience, how are breath work and trauma tied together? 
That's a great question, and they're intimately tied together. So what happens is that when we have a traumatic experience occur in our body, our nervous system gets imprinted uh, to that traumatic event. So now as we walk through life and go through life, anything that our nervous system, not necessarily you and your conscious thought, but our nervous system interprets as similar to that event, your body is immediately triggered to respond as if the same way that you did in that traumatic event. So it really, it's an unfortunate thing because we don't have conscious control of our autonomic nervous system and its responses, whether it's the freeze response or whether it's the fight or flight response, we don't necessarily have control over those things. So when this traumatic event occurs, now we've got this imprint to respond in the same way that we did, you know, 20 years later, 20 years earlier, uh, it really dysregulating for people. And so breath work is getting a person um, control over their autonomic nervous system. And a great example, a colleague mentioned to me the other day was like, have you ever tried to not blink? Huh. Just just try and not blink and how uncomfortable, how quickly that becomes uncomfortable. Yep. So it, these functions are going on all the time. And breath work is one way for a person to get control over their autonomic nervous system functions, at least a little bit, and specifically the heart rate and the nervous system responses. So this particular breath work technique, we're, we're connecting a person to their body and to their nervous system. We're working with it in a way that we can pull them out of the freeze response we can pull them out of the fight or flight response and we can get the social engagement system back online. And the social engagement system is part of the sympathetic nervous system function. And it's our it's the highest function we have as mammals and only mammals uh, have the social engagement system. So if you look at a dog or you look at a human, we have these, this function and the way that it shows up is that I can read your emotions through your the muscles in your face. It controls the muscles of your face and it controls the tone of voice inflection. So only 3% of the nerve fibers in the body are control or uh, control this social engagement system. Okay. And what this is, is me being able to look at you as a human and see that you're in pain, see that you're in a good mood, mood listen to what's going on with you and be able to interpret that correctly. That's the social engagement system. It's also me saying, Hey, Sonny, I see you want to punch me in the nose. I appreciate if, if you wouldn't do that. That would be fantastic. And me being able to soothe you with my voice, that's the social engagement system. But because of trauma, often the social engagement system fails and then we're in the fight or flight response and that can often fail and then we're stuck in the freeze response. And then, as I said before, any event or circumstance or situation inside or outside gets triggered back to that place and our nervous system responds because our nervous system is designed to keep us safe. Right. So later on down the life, if I've had a violent experience or a violent childhood, as I see a person walking down the street that triggers that response in my body, wow, there I am back to that place. My body's dysregulated all of a sudden out of, out of the blue. This person walking down the street probably poses no threat to me. Maybe they do. I don't know. But my nervous system responds in such a way that that I'm triggered back to that place. So breath work is giving you active control of that and helping pull a person out of that um, traumatic recall, traumatic uh, cycle that they find themselves in. Yeah. So let me ask this. First of all, when we're talking about trauma, I just want to clarify for people out there and Nathaniel, please jump in here. But, you know, we're talking about things that could be as simple as falling off your bike when you were four years old, all the way up to a sexual assault as an adult. Like trauma does not have to be only the big stuff. Trauma can be littler things. It's just kind of how it impacts us at the time of the event. Is that correct? That is correct. Yes, I, I would say that's spot on because a lot of people think like, oh, I don't have any trauma when really like we don't get to say that my trauma is greater or more than your trauma. I don't know what's going to be traumatic and what is going to be imprinted on my nervous system that way. So yeah, it could be falling off a bike. It could be banging your knee on a coffee table because it gets stuck in your, in your nervous system, which we don't have control of. If you don't find resolution to that, then you'll find yourself responding in the cyclical pattern. Uh, the example that I use a lot with my clients would be like, have you ever wondered 
why you've dated the same person over and over and over again, even though it's a different person. Yeah. You fight over the same issues, you break up over the same issues, you get back together over the same empty promises, and you repeat these cycles over and over again. That's this this trauma cycle that you this trauma we call it the trauma loop, what you found yourself repeating these events. Yeah, and and so from what I'm hearing you say that through breath work, we are actually rewiring that nervous system so that when you encounter another triggering event or another similar relationship, you can actually behave in a different way and have control over that so that you're breaking those cycles or um, the trauma is no longer affecting your ability to move forward in a healthy way? Yes, I would say, and. Because uh, <laughs> it's important. People think like, oh, I'm going to go do this trauma work and everything's going to be okay. Okay. And that's not necessarily how it happens. The reality is because of the trauma that I've experienced in my life, my nervous system's not going to be the same as it was before. Okay. It's not, I'm not going to get back to this normalcy there. I am very tuned to violence. So <clears throat> when I meet a new client, because I work in addiction, there's potentially a, a lot of volatility there, a lot of violence that can occur. My nervous system will light up with that response like, oh, this client has experienced violence. This client may be violent. This client is volatile. My nervous system lights up and lets me know like, oh. hey, you are potentially in danger, even though I've done a tremendous amount of healing. So my, I want my nervous system to do that wow. because I want to be safe. And that will keep me on uh, on guard when I need to be and keep me safe. What happens is I want a person to be able to have this reaction because it's good information for you to have. Like, oh, there's this thing that went on. I need to be aware. But I want to shrink the window of time that a person spends in that reaction. And I want to give them the power back to have active choice in that so that, as you said, they can that the trauma doesn't necessarily impact their ability to move through the world. Uh, I may never be free from that nervous system reaction. And honestly, I, I really don't want to be. I want my nervous system huh. to give me that information. I just don't want to spend the next month <laughs> in that triggered place. Exactly. I want it to light up and for me to be aware of it and then to come right back into feeling safe in my body. Okay. Yeah, that makes, that makes a lot sense. of, it absolutely does. And I'm just, I'm looking at our time going, oh my goodness, I've been having so much fun talking to you. I have um, gone a little bit over when we were going to take our break. So we are going to take our break right now. Um, you are listening to Sunny in Seattle. I'm your host, Sunny Joy. I am joined today by Nathaniel V. Dust. Um, who does breathwork for recovery in Los Angeles, but it's so much more that the breathwork I'm doing with him and the breathwork that he does with others. It doesn't have to just be for recovery. It can be for any variety of um, any variety of things. And we'll talk a little bit more about that when we come back from the break. If you want to check out the website while we're on break, it is breathworkforrecovery.com. And we'll see you in just a few. Are you ready to get unstuck from a bad marriage and embrace your best life? If you're anything like me, you may have spent years creating a life that looks pretty good on paper. There's just one problem. Your marriage is unhappy and unfulfilling, but you're too scared to trade your comfortable life for a future full of unknowns. In my new book, Unhitched, I will give you the tools you need to make the right decisions about your marriage, as well as the confidence that your future can be better and brighter than you can even imagine. I share my own very personal story and I will guide you through a clear process that will enable you to answer the question, should I stay or should I go? It's a process that will help you tune out fears and unwanted advice, and instead tune into your own intuition and inner wisdom, as well as exit a marriage gracefully and feel secure about your future. Get ready to trade confusion and stagnation for your best life. Unhitched, unlock your courage and clarity and unstick your bad marriage. Available for pre-order today on Amazon.com. NHL star Matt Martin for American Humane. Hi, I'm Matt Martin, and in all my years of playing professional hockey, I've gotten my share of bruises and injuries. But for many who really put their lives on the line every day, it's not always the injuries you can see that hurt the most. I'm talking about our veterans. Every single day, 184 veterans are diagnosed with post-traumatic stress, and tragically, 20 take their own lives. When medications and therapy don't help, professionally trained service dogs can. American Humane, serving the U.S. military for over 100 years, has put together a free guide to help veterans obtain these life-saving service animals. If you are a veteran or know a veteran struggling with PTS, 
please go to AmericanHumane.org for this free, downloadable resource. Let's give our veterans the help they need to win their battle. For more information, visit AmericanHumane.org. Sunny in Seattle, radio that positively shines. I'm Dr. Anthony Lizerowitz, and this is Climate Connections. Each spring, blue blossoms blanket Texas fields. Some people drive hundreds of miles to see the state flower, the Texas blue bonnet in bloom. They're one of the wildflowers that just really can take over acres and acres, and, you know, it's hard not to be enchanted by that. That's Andrea DeLong Amaya, director of horticulture at the Lady Bird Johnson Wildflower Center in Austin. She says last year, Texas blue bonnets bloomed early, after an unusually warm February. I remember it was around spring break, which was mid-March. They were in full bloom at that point, which is not common. She says blue bonnets are sensitive to rain and rising temperatures. So as the climate warms, Texans may see early blooms more often. The burst of color is exciting after a drab winter, but gardeners are wary of early springs. We get a little nervous because if we start to have a span of warm weather and the blue bonnets start to bolt to elongate before they start to bloom, they're really susceptible to a hard freeze then. It's not just a concern for blue bonnets. Gardeners across the country have noticed many species flowering sooner than usual as the climate warms. Climate Connections is produced by the Yale Center for Environmental Communication. Learn more at YaleClimateConnections.org. After countless tries to find healing for a devastating low back pain, Dr. Andy Marone met with his mentor and discovered a balance and clarity he never thought possible. He left his job as a software engineer and began a lifelong journey of learning the power of quality chiropractic care and enzyme nutrition and never looked back. He believes in not just treating pain, but removing roadblocks and paving the way to a happy and healthy life. Join Dr. Andy's Wellness Corner Mondays from 9 to 10 a.m., On Seattle's Alternative Talk, AM 1150. Alternative Talk 1150 is like no other radio station. Here we provide a platform for the exchange of great ideas and positive energy. Our radio shows vary greatly, but do share a common goal of bettering listeners' lives. Perhaps you're ready to join our family of radio show hosts. Learn how affordable and rewarding it can be to host your own radio show. Call me, Eric Cream, at 425-653-1150. That's 425-653-1150. And let's discuss your radio dream. Ready to shake things up? Try Alternative Talk 1150. And welcome back to Sunny in Seattle. I'm your host, joined today by Nathaniel V. Dust. Um, Website is breathworkforrecovery.com. And um, we have been talking about um, breathwork, you know, what it is um, and who it can help. And I just want to also clarify, you know, just because the website is Breathwork for Recovery, um, the breathwork that Nathaniel does um, encompasses, and Nathaniel, why don't you just speak a little bit to who all it can benefit, not just folks in recovery, um, but who else? So I work primarily with people um, working, struggling with substance use disorders or addictions, and also I see the great need for this work to be available and accessible to anybody. So uh, while my focus is in the recovery world, when I say recovery, it's a very broad view of that. So right now we're going to be op- we're going to be running the recovery circle, which is our weekly support group that we run. Uh, we're running two right now in Los Angeles. We're going to have one down in San Diego. That one will be for survivors of sexual trauma or sexual abuse, and it will be run by one of our practitioners on the team, Danielle Herring. She's going to be running it for men and women, um, and it's for people who have struggled with that sort of trauma. And then we're going to have people in Arizona running one um, down into over up into uh, New York, ideally sometime up into the Portland area. And what we want to do is make this work accessible, accessible and available to people who are seeking recovery, whatever kind. Maybe you have maybe you've been bi- diagnosed with bipolar disorder. We want you to come and be supported and be. Um, have this work be available to you. Maybe you've just struggled with depression. I say just struggled with depression. Ha, ha, ha. That's a little depression joke for those of you that struggle with depression, myself included. So, yeah, we want to be able to make this work accessible to people who are seeking healing in 
a contained environment and a safe environment with people who are not only breathwork practitioners, but people with mental illness training. So Breathwork for Recovery was kind of conceived as I watched the landscape of the treatment world change. And I've been doing this work and treatment, uh, I don't know, seven and a, seven years. Seven years. Um, I think I started when I had about a year and a half um, uh, understanding, beginning to work with breathwork under my belt and started working in treatment that way. I'd been doing it for the regular public at any time um, in that year and a half. But specifically working in treatment, I wanted to get a little bit of understanding of what was going on with my own issues before I started then trying to bring it into uh, the treatment world because there's a lot of there's a lot of issues that people need to be aware of so I wanted to do a little bit of my own healing before bringing it back into the treatment world and so I when I came out to Los Angeles to California there weren't really anybody doing breath work and treatment and I began bringing this work into the treatment world as a modality that helps people struggling with substance use disorder and um, addiction and trauma and bipolar and whatever mental illness you want to throw at it. And I just saw the landscape change. So I wanted people who are clinicians, people with mental health training under their belt to be able to bring this work in there. Because working with someone who has this really gnarly PTSD is quite a bit different than working with a regular person who may not struggle with traumatic recall. So I wanted people who had this this idea in mind as they were going in to bring this work to people. So the recovery circle is based out of that. Like, and you struggle with anxiety, and you're seeking recovery from your anxiety. You're seeking recovery from your depression, PTSD, sexual trauma. Uh, it's very broad in the way that it's um, built because I want it accessible to people. And we also open it up to the families also. So if you struggle with bipolar disorder and you want to bring someone from your family to come in and, and be, help with the healing, which will be a big part of anyone's recovery, we've set it up so the families can come and join us as well. And these are all led by uh, mental health practitioners as well as breathwork practitioners. So uh, the people who are on the team are trained in both breathwork and with say maybe they're a licensed therapist or maybe they're a counselor or something to that effect. Yeah. And I just want to point out also for the folks out there, you know, if you are a victim of sexual abuse or sexual assault, or perhaps you have been um, a military vet in a war zone, and there are some things that, you know, as we've talked about, trauma gets imprinted on your nervous system. It's held in the body and it manifests in a variety of different um, not so great ways, but the neat thing about breath work, and I find the same to be true for TRE or trauma release exercises, is that when you're doing this work, there's no need for you to have to revisit the event or events that occurred to you. I mean, perhaps memories will surface organically, but the body will know what to release and it just kind of does its own thing. I mean, have you found that to be true, Nathaniel? Yeah, absolutely. I am not uh, necessarily here to have people start opening up and talk about all the gnarly things that have happened to them in their life. If they want to, okay. And I'm going to encourage them to work with a therapist, a licensed professional to talk about these things. With the breath work, it's more about getting a person in their body and f helping them find relief from all this dysregulated autonomic nervous system. So yeah, it may come up. And also I'm trained to work with a person who's struggling with that trauma. So it's a big difference between say a regular practitioner who doesn't necessarily have the training around trauma or mental illness than say someone coming to work with a breath work for recovery practitioner. Got it. Yeah, and I want to actually turn now to my own experience with it, and I want to describe a little bit about what it felt like to do this breath work with you, and then I want to talk a little bit about exactly what was happening in my body, the, both the science behind it and the spirit behind it, because I love that you bring both of those in. Um, so basically what happened when I had um, my first session with Nathaniel is I'm, um, and we did this via Skype, you know, here I am in Seattle and he is in Los Angeles. So I love that we can connect via technology. Although I will say I followed up with Amy Dresner, you know, who connected us after the session. And she <laughs> said, okay, Skype is fine, but you've got to go do this in person with him. And I thought, okay, I, I think I might spontaneously combust if it was any more powerful than it already was over <laughs> Skype. But in any event, so I am laying in the comfort of my own home and um, Nathaniel is there with me via Skype. And the, the, you started leading me in the breath, um, 
And I will let you kind of describe what that is if, if you want to. But basically, he had me do this specific breathing technique. And just a few minutes in, I started to get extremely tingly in my extremities. Um, within a very few minutes, um, it felt like my finger was plugged into an electric socket. And like, mm-hmm. I've only had this experience with one other energy healer, and I wasn't even doing any, anything on my end. This was just her doing her thing. But it basically feels like my skin, my human skin, cannot contain the energy that is within the body. And it feels like I'm a balloon about to explode or my, I'm plugged into an electric mm-hmm. socket. And then the other thing that started to happen that you told me could happen, Nathaniel, was that my fingers started to curl in and make kind of little mm-hmm. claws. Like my hands were bending in ways that were outside of my conscious um, uh, awareness or that I was telling my hands to move. They were just moving on their own into these little claw shapes. And and now that I've worked with you a couple of times, the experience has been similar, but different areas of the body were triggered mm-hmm. the second time that I worked with you. So can you kind of walk me through what what the heck is happening? I mean, because it was so <laughs> visceral, tangible, and powerful. <laughs> and that's really why I love breathwork so much is because it's such a quick intervention to change what's going on in your emotions, in your body, in your experience, in in life in general, it's it, it's very quick in the way that it impacts you, and you can feel that experience happen almost immediately. So, yeah, that vibration, that tingling sensation, the simple answer, which is far more complex than I would like it to be, is that that's your spirit, that's your life force, that's your energy, that's your prana, that's your chi, uh, that's your kundalini. It's been called myriad things. Uh, in its experience, whether, you know, whatever modality it may be, but that is your life force. Mm-hmm. That's what it's like to be connected to you. And as you get doing the breathing, the body's going to respond and it's going to help me identify as a practitioner because I have the experience to be able to observe what's going on and see what's happening and then relate it to where you're holding on to energy, where you may be releasing, maybe where you're stuck in your life, the specific issues that are impacting you. So, that particular experience of the hand starting to cramp up a little bit. So the science of that is, well, you're putting in a lot of oxygen in your body, but you're also pushing out the carbon dioxide in your body. And when you do that, um, that carbon dioxide is kind of important to help move, you know, move the muscles, move your your hands, your body. So it may feel like it gets stiff mm-hmm. a little bit. And that's pretty normal. It happens from time to time with people. Not everybody's going to experience that. You may experience it once and it may never happen again. You may have it happen for the first 10 times you do breath work and then all of a sudden it doesn't happen for another six months. It's fascinating in that work. The, the way that I observe it as a practitioner is that that's your heart starting to release fear. And as you get into the breathing, your heart starts to open up. It's releasing fear and it has a tendency to travel down your, your arms and your hands and out your hands there. Yeah. And, and one of the other things I read on your website when you're describing some of the science behind it is that not it's oxygenating, as you mentioned, it's oxygenating the blood. It also oxygenates the hypothalamus gland, which releases endorphins and neuropeptides, which, of mm-hmm. course, is associated with feelings of peace and well-being. Um, and then also it stimulates the vagus nerve, which, of course, will bring on that, that parasympathetic nervous system or the rest and digest. Um, yeah. yeah. So it, I just the, really interesting that all that's going on in the body. And the, the other thing that I experienced, which I think is we've already talked about quite common, and I didn't anticipate this because here I think I'm, I've released everything I need to release I started weeping uncontrollably, and and I also had some interesting memories surface. Um, Of course, when I began the session, both sessions with you so far, we talked about kind of intent and what I wanted to work on. And it's funny, the things that started surfacing were, of course, related to my intent for that day. And the other thing that I will just say about Nathaniel, which I don't know, Nathaniel, if this is true for all breath, well, I I would assume it's not true for all practitioners, but... Um, one thing I noticed is that you started asking me questions, um, and we had met over email. You, none of the things that 
we talked about, I don't think are on my website or anything. I don't even know that you would have looked me up beforehand anyway. But in any event, you started asking me questions about things you had no business knowing. <laughs> like, And that's, I ask you in the end, you know, are you intuitive? Because it's not something you really put out there. But Nathaniel is highly intuitive. So can you speak a little bit to that? Because as we're going through it, you are just there facilitating me. I'm doing the work of the breathing and things are coming up and you're asking me questions. So how is it that you work with clients in that way? Yeah, intuition is in many ways the foundation of the work. And so the idea here is for a person to learn to distinguish what energy is theirs, what issues are theirs, what emotions are theirs, what problems are theirs, and be able to differentiate them from what everybody else's is. So as an empath or people often um, who would call themselves empathic or maybe they just maybe they would say oh I'm just depressed oftentimes what what is happening is they can't distinguish between their own energy and their own life force um, and so then they take on everybody else's all the time and so this work is about learning to uh, discover what your own life force feels like so that you can heal your own life like this is what mine is Okay. And once you do enough work, the intuition starts to be developed. And I suppose I've, I've done a heck of a lot of work on myself to tune myself to my own life force and what would be, say, a client who's lying on the table so that I can pay attention to what's going on in a session and, and help them and help guide them into their own healing and to their own answers, because that's really what it's about. If I offer the solution for anybody well, it's not going to last. Yeah, I, I noticed that in such a big way because here, I mean, you know, I'm a, I'm, I'm a coach and I'm a big talker and I like to, you know, talk through with my experiences. And I noticed with the breath work, like every time I'd start to try to go into something, you were always very gentle and kind, but you were kind of like, just go back to the breath, Sunny, <laughs> which I need. And you really are very, your leadership energy was very good. Um, and keeping me focused instead of trying to either come out of my body or just start trying to talk through something, just let the body do what it needs to do. And man, it works. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. well, let me ask this though, before somebody just runs out and wants to try it, are there any risks involved with it or anything we should be aware of? Certainly, I would say there are some contraindications with the work. And so if you're concerned about it, just go talk to your doctor. Go talk to a medical professional. That's what I will recommend for anybody. If you're really nervous about it, go and do it. If you have a history of seizures, I would say, hey, go talk to your doctor and make sure that this is okay for you. I've worked with people who have seizures, no issue at all. And also, if you're a little nervous about that, go speak to your doctor. The people that I would contraindicate from this work would be people with traumatic brain injury and accompanying seizures. So if they just, if they've been in a terrible car accident, they have traumatic brain injury, and then they've also have issues with seizures because of that, I would say, hey, don't go, don't do this work. And women who are in, who are pregnant for the first time in their first trimester, I would say, hey, don't, don't do the work. Just wait till you have the baby or come in a little bit later. That's fine. Other than that, it's a really safe practice. It can be really confronting for people. And at the end of the day, I'm going to let a client make the decision because it is so confronting. I'm going to say, hey, uh, you know, you can stop at any time. If this becomes too much at any moment, you're in control of the breathing. You're in control of your body. You're in control of the session. You have all the power here. Just stop breathing. Returning to normal breathing, you're going to be fine. Yeah. Yeah, and um, I, I want to actually switch gears a little bit for our final few minutes here. Um, and so, of course, we've talked a bit about your the the um, you're the founder and the the president of Breathwork for Recovery. Um, the mm -hmm. website is breathworkforrecovery uh, dot com. Is that right? Did I get that? Sorry, I'm scroll. Yeah, breathworkforrecovery dot com. Yes. Um, so you know, I can see how this would be an incredible practice to either complement one's work within like an AA program, or perhaps I, I read on your website, perhaps it's an alternative to it. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So, because it, it seems like it would get to the root cause. It's not a symptoms-based approach. It is getting you to the very root of whatever's causing um, addiction. It, would that be accurate to say? 
that that would be accurate. My belief around addiction and alcoholism is that at the root of it, it's going to be some traumatic experiences, adverse childhood experiences. And if I'm not working with you on that level, then I'm not really treating your addiction. And yes. so I'm not necessarily like, oh, here's this behavior based stuff or whatever it may be. Uh, it's about getting you the healing that you need and getting your nervous system back into regulation so that when you do get triggered, because all of us are going to get inevitably triggered, yeah. that you can come back into your body without having to pick up drugs or alcohol to calm your nervous system back down. Yeah. So the brilliance of this work is like anxiety medication will definitely dampen the effects of the sympathetic nervous system response. They work really well to do that. But there isn't a medication in the world that exists right now that can upregulate or correct the underactivity of the parasympathetic nervous system. Breathwork does that. Breathwork corrects the underactivity of the parasympathetic nervous system. So when you get into that really triggered place, breathwork can pull you right back into your body, give you control over your nervous system, and also give you relief quicker than it would take you to call your dealer and have him uh, <laughs> deliver the heroin, which that's really, I mean, I love the work because of that. Wow. I mean, that's, that's really putting it bluntly and that's a very real situation. Yeah. Um, gosh, and we've got like two minutes, less than two minutes left. And I wanted to ask you, just get your thoughts, not to open a can of worms, can, but can you speak briefly to what your, your thoughts on like our current addiction and opioid crisis? Like what is the root of this, Nathaniel? I mean, in our final just couple minutes, I just would love to get your thoughts. Man, it's kind of hopeless out there right now. Until we address the issues of class, until we address the issues of race, until we as a society take a look at somebody struggling with addiction and say, hey, you have a disease, you have a serious illness, here are some help. Here's some help, here's some resources, let's get you back on track. Until we as a society can shift our perspective from this oh, you're just a dirty drug addict. You need to go to jail for all the things you've done. Mm -hmm. Until we as a society can address these issues of, hey, this is a problem. I mean, the heroin epidemic, I mean, opioids have been killing communities of color for a long time. But now it's become an issue because a lot of folks in rural New Hampshire are dying. Right, yeah. And now it's becoming an issue, which to me is very sad. I'm glad that it's becoming an issue, but how many, how many lives have been lost until now? Yeah. And so we have to shift away from this idea that I can just throw you in jail and that's going to fix you. We need to say, you have an illness. Oh, I'm sorry. You just got caught with armed robbery because you're trying to feed this habit. Also, maybe put food on the table for your family. Like yeah. until we can look at things and say, we need to get you help. Yes, um, I couldn't agree more. Well, we are at the end of our hour. Nathaniel V. Dust, thank you so much for being a guest on Sunny in Seattle today. Thank you so much for having me, Sunny. It was a pleasure. Absolutely, yes. So the website is breathworkforrecovery.com. I've been talking to Nathaniel V. Dust, and you can connect with him on that website to not only um, have a uh, breathwork session with him, but he also does certify um, uh, practitioners himself. So if you're interested in either of those, breathworkforrecovery.com. Thanks so much for listening to Sunny in Seattle today. I'm your host, Sunny Joy, signing off.